I am Thor, son of Odin. And as long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Great, another broken white boy for us to fix. That's my secret, Cap. I'm always angry. You took everything from me. I don't even know who you are. With great power comes great responsibility. I can do this all day. Wakanda forever! And what's up, y'all? And welcome to yet another episode of the yet-to-be-named MCU Podcast. Brought to you by the good folks of For All Nerds. And as always, here in the captain's chair, it's your boy, DJ Ben-Amin, a.k.a. The Big Red Dread, a.k.a. Black Adam Warlock, a.k.a. Lieutenant Good Trouble, a.k.a. Bofa Bofa. Bofa Bova. Bofa Bova. I should get some Wonder Man. I need a Wonder Man one because I got these Wonder Man-esque shades on right here. But as always, I'm joined by Tatiana King, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Wicked Witch of the West View, also mm-hmm. known as Agatha. Darkness is spreading. Mm-hmm. And we're yes. back. There we go. Vision streetwear, vision for the streets. Hey, hey. I like it. Let's see that shirt. Oh, you got to hold it up. I can't see it enough. There we go. Back it up. Back nice. It up. Yep. Vision streetwear, for those who know, is a 80s brand, you know, and it is 80s week on WandaVision. So I had to break this out for those who know about the 80s. You'll understand the Vision Streetwear connection. If you don't, Google it. Okay. I learned something new today. You know, we're back, you know, Vision Streetwear. And we are back to review the fourth episode of, no, not even four, fifth? Am I this off? is the fifth. 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 Bruh man from the fifth floor. Oh, yo, my sister once met Bruh man at uh, Denny's in Houston. He's actually from H-Town. Okay. True story. (laughs) Yeah, both my family have these weird celebrity, you know, meetings. All of you guys do. You you particularly, but everyone. No, my sister too, trust me. Yeah, my sister too. It it runs in the family. I'm sure my mom and my dad had it for some reason, you know? Wow. Yeah. But yes, Brown Man from the Fifth Flow. We back for the fifth episode. It's WandaVision. What's the basic plot? So this episode is titled On a Very Special Episode. And it mm-hmm. is special indeed because we travel back to the future for the 80s inspired uh, episode of Wanda's Mind. Who knows what's going on? But just as we predicted on the yet-to-be-named MCU podcast you're listening to now, the twins, Tommy and Billy, jump up and grow right before our eyes. They experience all the joy and pain you could muster of, what, in 10 years? But in a single day. Vision is tired of the shenanigans. He is over it. But Wanda is determined (laughs) to keep everything a happy home. But only the unexpected arrival of Uncle Petey, yeah, that Uncle Petey, saves a day. Or yeah, not that it. Uncle Petey. It could have been another Uncle Petey if MCU. Could have been a lot of Uncle Petey's. But, facts. or does it, right? We don't know. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, as usual, this episode, directed by Max Shatman, teleplay by Jack Schaefer, who is the creator and showrunner of WandaVision. Writers include Peter Cameron, Mackenzie Dore, and Cameron Squires. Nice, nice. So let's jump right into it. Mm-hmm. Themes of the episode. I like that. I like that big booming right there. You know, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Themes of the episode. On that. I, and, I, and I know everyone loves it because he's like, thank you for explaining what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. So the basic, the main, the biggest theme that we want to talk about right now is the idea of altering reality or altered reality. 
uh, as we've been discussing over the course of our four episodes, we've been kind of going back and forth about trying to figure out what Westview is. We've been talk- talking mainly saying, is Westview an illusion? Is Westview in Wanda's mind? We had some of these questions answered, right? We realized they are in New Jersey. They're in a town called Westview. We were like, is it real? Is it fake? What the fuck is going on? Well, I believe this episode actually answered that question. So what I took was that neither Westview nor anything in it is an illusion, meaning it's not fake. There were a few times, particularly uh, Dr. Darcy, where she explained that everything in Westview is solid matter. Um, From Wu, he explained all those people are actual real people that are being held captive. And what we're really seeing is that reality has been altered to Wanda's perception of what she wants, what she Mm -hmm. wants to see, how she wants to live, and she calls it her home. Mm. Okay, I'm 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 gonna go with that, you know. So we're all right. So we bet definitely we crossed out the idea that this is all a dream or that they're all dreaming, right? Yeah, and that's a that's a big I know that's a big story cop out when you write, right? Like yeah, well I mean not always because I wasn't even thinking that it was a dream in that sense. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that it was a dr- well I guess that would still be a cop out. Like still if be a cop out. <laughs> yeah, if everybody in Westview was just sleeping and then they all woke up like, woo, that was wild. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that edible was strong. <laughs> Edible was strong. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yo. <laughs> um. Okay, so I guess that would be a cop out. But my question is: earlier, we in a previous episode, we had them say that radar, radar, all kinds of dar is not, <laughs> you know, helping out. They found nothing when they stand it. Now, the reason why we found, but let's let's go into why. Everything mm-hmm. that you mentioned, LIDAR, sonar, well, yeah. what's not sonar, not sonar. They were very specific not to use sonar. Oh. All of these techs, pieces of tech or, or, or technology protocols, whatever you want to call it, they're all more future tech, quote unquote future tech. Mm-hmm. Not to say that they may not have been used prior not to those. Not analog. The time they're not analog, they're digitals. Yep. So anything that's digital or, or made before the time of the current episode in WandaVision, it doesn't work or it gets altered. So, give you an example. Remember again when the when the agent was underground and went through, and his rope, his his harness that was tied to him changed into a jump rope. His shield outfit changed into that beekeeper outfit. The mm-hmm. drone changed into a toy. Monica's outfit changed into that wild ass '70s fish print that she was wearing. It's not that uh, again. It's it's not that it doesn't exist. It's just that any anything that doesn't match up with what's supposed to be there, at least in Wanda's mind, it gets altered. It doesn't work. Uh, actually, it does. I mean, it still It doesn't works. work the way as intended. But, maybe. I mean, like, my, uh, let's take that further. Monica's suit still is bulletproof, right? This is true. So does that mean that little toy helicopter can still fire missiles? Did it have missiles on it? Now, I know the big drone did, but did that little toy have missiles? I mean, I would assume... I thought it was just s- a reconnaissance. I, I, and that was Monica's own personal drone. I thought it was just reconnaissance. No, but that one wasn't... Okay, that, that gets into another thing about what time is going on and stuff, because we're not sure if that was Monica's own drone or if that was the helicopter that Monica tried to fly in on the first time or, you know, oh, no, exactly no. I, what. I, I No, I know for sure that that helicopter, that toy helicopter, yep. was indeed Monica's original drone that she flew in. It was the same Okay, because then Monica comes in afterwards of what you're saying. Yeah, so. yeah, But yeah, what about yeah. all those other drones that S.H.I.E.L.D. was throwing up? I mean, you know. Like, what happened to them? Where did they go? I, maybe just ignored it for story also, purposes. They, they, don't... <laughs> they have weapons, but yeah. yeah for Who knows? Purposes. But you're yeah, right. Things that go in there, it still works. Yep. 
but it's just altered to match that reality. I think that's going to play a part later, especially with that beekeeper and other things. Remember, who knows what he's carrying on him. All right. Further to that point, Monica does suggest that if they send something to the hex that, again, like I said, it just matches uh, what should happen in that era. You know, when it was the, if it was the 50s, it has to look like something from the 50s. We're in the 80s. It has to match that. Um, but if they send something to the hex that does match the current episode Wanda is in, it's not going to get changed. And that's how I feel they're able to get that email through to Vision at work. I assume that they did that. And how they got that drone from the 80s through. that The fact that it worked exactly as they intended and it wasn't, um, I, I don't know, sent into some random realm. What do you think? I think, no, that's exactly how they got the drone through. I'm, I'm not, I... Is that email from Shield? Yeah, that's where you threw me off. I, I'm not sure. I mean, Sword? Sorry, I apologize. Sword? Is that, is that Sword's I, email? I, 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 I wasn't sure, so. but I was just like... And, and this could be this could be subterfuge, right? Like, because... As soon as Monica and them had that conversation about, well, what if we send something that matches? The next scene was that whole scene with Vision at work mm. and the email coming through. Okay, so, I so no, that, that was probably part of testing it. it. Yep, you're right. So why does it affect the townspeople like that? Is it shocking them out of, you know, why do, they, why do they turn into that whole for the children type vibe again? That shit scared me and I didn't know. Right. And, and also at first I thought, you know, I was, tri- and I realized later I was tripping. I thought it was only the men saying it. No, I was everybody. like, wait a minute. But everybody was saying it's because I only saw the men at the computers yeah. looking. The women were talking to each other, but repeating the same mm-hmm. words. If you, yes. if you actually pause in the, or zoom in on that area, they're speaking to each other, but they're saying all say the same <laughs> words. And I'm like, what now? I, why does that happen? It's still a disruptive disruption of that reality, right? Like, even though it technically fits, you know, emails would fit in the 80s and all that stuff. Emails like that, that CompuServe look type shit. Yeah, sure, it fits. But is it just, is it still considered a disruption? Is it a disruption of, of Wanda's powers? All right. Now, since we're still on this alternate reality and still in this scene, let's talk about this whole thing with Norm, right? Because this is kind of mm, bugged out and really bugs me out. Okay. Yeah. Norm gets awoken by Vision in the scene and immediately starts screaming about how much pain he's in, how she, she, she is in control of all this. She's doing this. I got to find out about my dad is sick. My sister's supposed to take care of her. Now, the really weird thing about this is we saw this information on the board in the last episode. And it seems to be that the agents and everybody, Monica, I mean, I'm on, Darcy and Wu, everyone are watching all of this at the same time we are, like episode per episode. Yes, yeah, kind of real time. Stuff from like a preview. Did is that what it is? Did they catch a preview of next week's episode? Oh, you mean why they found out about well, no, I thought during their investigation that's how they knew about Norm's situation with his sister and father. No, they in the notes that's on the screen, they yeah. they describe this scene. They say vision awakens Norm. Norm starts screaming oh, about it. Yeah. In the notes, it describes the scene. The notes yes. that they did, they didn't show in episode week. four. Yeah. So, so they how do they know if this shit happened in episode five? Okay. It's either a continuity error or the other idea going around is that Vision and everyone has been erased more than once. You know what I mean? They've jumped back when things like this has happened before. Like like the jump cuts that she makes you think. Yeah. I mean, it's been edited before. Yes. Because like I was saying last week, I feel like even the agents and everyone are seeing a different episode than what we're seeing. They're definitely seeing slightly different bits yeah. of detail. Now, again, I don't know if that's just perspective because we're at least in the last two episodes, you're, you see some of the stuff that has happened already, mm-hmm. but 
I think they're I, seeing I a know. different version because they're not seeing like the jump cuts. They're just seeing the cut. You know, they're not seeing when well, they Darcy mess up. mentions jump cuts, so she knows that there's she, jump cuts. Yeah, she mentions that there's cuts because it cuts. We see. She it, said we, jump cut. Oh yeah, we saw the cut that she saw though. We saw the jump cut that she saw. She was like, "What happened there?" But what she didn't see was what we saw was when Vision really went too far and Wanda's like, "Nope." Or when when the thing, you know, we see a little bit more than what they're seeing is what I'm saying. Absolutely, because yeah. we as the pers- outside audience needs to see additional detail than yeah. someone, you know, an agent, a sword agent watching it on TV. Because remember, their broadcast is completely controlled by Wanda. And that's another thing that gets um, confirmed in this episode, that mm, Wanda is self-editing. Well, Wanda, at least Darcy says so, Wanda is absolutely self-editing uh, the show as she goes along. Um all of this stuff about altering reality brings up a very interesting conversation that you and I had a couple episodes ago where, or maybe one episode ago, where you, and you brought a good point. What the fuck were those cops talking about in episode yeah. four when they said that they were from Eastview? Now, again, this could just be a throwaway, another red herring. Mm-hmm. And it worked when we thought maybe Westview was some weird, you know, uh, a pretend place. And perhaps yeah. it was just an illusion or imagination. But we know it's real. We know the people are real. The place is real. All that stuff has just been altered. So is Eastview real? Are those cops Hydra agents? What the fuck is going Who are these people? Or does that even matter? <sighs> I think for now, we'll just have to, you know, wait and see. <laughs> I think that's one of those. That's what I'm just... way of saying, I ain't got an answer for you, Doug. <laughs> Dog, I say, you know, I ain't got no clue on that one. That threw me off way too much before. And I'm not going to sit here and try to figure it out right now. Because I, I, I don't know. You know, they said they're from ECU. They mama said they're from ECU. I'm going to let them be from ECU. <laughs> Your mama said he was from Eastview. You don't know. Yeah. Um, another, <laughs> and also in the area of alternate reality, Wanda says she doesn't know how this all started. Ooh, big, big clue. Big, big time <laughs> big clue. Big key. Major key alert. Big cloth talk. But she keeps getting things uh, but she keeps getting things she wants as we continue. So she keeps maintaining the hex as mm-hmm. they are, have titled it. The, the, the WandaVision anomaly, they have the, the nickname or the alias that Dr. Darcy has came up with is the hex. All right. Now you're saying she keeps getting the things she wanted or is it she's getting the things that someone else wants for her? Both. So uh-huh. the, the reason why I say that is because um, if, if you think of it in a Wanda comic. never wanted kids. Let's listen, go back to that. If you think about it, that's why I said both. But yeah. listen, if you think of it in the in the comic book slash MCU context, um, at least in both of them, you know, Wanda always wanted Vision. She always wanted, yes. not always, but once they got together, we really like loved each other. They always mm-hmm. wanted to be together. She wants to stay with him, blah, blah, blah. Homeboy died twice, all this stuff. <laughs> she wants him. She then, apparently, and again, this could be, this could be the truth or... I think it's true, but again, this could be also be some, something they throw you off. You see Dr. Director Haywood show the video of her bursting into S.W.O.R.D. headquarters and taking Vision's body. That's because that's something she wants, potentially. Now, again, if we, if we take that to be true, if we take that to be that really is Wanda flying in there and abducting her whole body, then that's because that's something Wanda wants. Wanda wants to be with Vision. She don't want to go through this traumatic event no more, her, the traumatic time of her life. She's running from it all. She's building this whole self-quarantine. That's something she wants. Okay, fine. Agnes or whomever else is, is who I believe is part of the manipulation of, of Wanda, they constantly keep showing up to help the Sharad, to help mm-hmm. it continue going. Um, 
regardless about whether or not Wanda wanted kids, depend on which version of Wanda you're talking about, the fact is she wanted to be with Vision and have a family. She I'm wanted to be with Vision MCU. and live that life. Yeah, whatever. That's, yeah. What, that's what I mean. Whatever version, it don't matter. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, she wanted to be with man, so she wanted to, she wanted to live that life. She came up with this wild ass suburbia perfect life with 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 perfect uh, neighbors and kids and all this other stuff. See, I think what Wanda wanted is Vision back alive, right? Okay. Beyond that, I think all of the rest of this is not of her control. Mm. Like I think uh, her getting Vision back alive is the deal with the devil, perhaps. And this is what comes of it. Because, all right, let's go back to the very beginning of the series. She, uh, once again, Adness, perhaps Agatha Harkness, comes up to her and is like, yo, what's up with them kids? Well, first of all, <laughs> yo, what's up with that fucking? You she know, could be you... doing an exception. That's also an exception. Like, well, yeah, like oh, you said, she... that that's uh, maybe not be Wanda's thought, but it's like, well, why not kids? Yeah, no, it's definitely that idea. That's that's how it is. Because first, it's what, what's up with that fucking? You going to get your fuck on tonight? <laughs> You know, here, I got, I got the Cosmo, you know, I know how to, you know, let's read these articles. Boom. Then the next episode, you know, have you thought of schools yet? Boom. You know, it's constant kids. All right. Now in this episode, there's a lot of stuff with Adnes. Adnes comes in first with the lavender spray. We'll get into all that. But first she comes in, has a very weird moment. We got to talk about Mm -hmm. comes back later. For the dogs with the doghouse ready every time. Vision even says it. He's like, yo, she's always ready for with whatever I need with or whatever we need. item. But it's always inspiring that next thing. Like, you know, it's like you had the first one. We're not sure if the lavender causes the kids to grow, but the kids are bugging out. They're not listening to Wanda. The mm-hmm. solution would be to have the kids grow so they're not crying little babies anymore, right? Yeah. So so is Wanda the the showrunner and Agnes the director? No. I think Adnes is the showrunner and Wanda is a staff writer. A very talented one. <laughs> like, like, okay, but, you want that to happen? Okay, I'm going to put that in there. Yeah. But I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she goes up and they're like, oh my God, look how great Adnes is. You know? Because uh, I guess it is kind of, well, it's, no, it's like Wanda's the star of the show. That's what it is. Wanda is the star of the show and Adnes is the showrunner. And they're like, what do you want ha- to happen this season, Wanda? And they're and she's like, I want to get around with, you know, Vision. And they're like, all right, well, what if you have kids? And she's like, I don't know about all that. Well, too bad. You know, that's for the ratings, baby. You know, go out there and let's make you a star. <laughs> uh, as we continue, as you were talking about Agnes, uh, and, and you mentioned that scene, mm-hmm. that very first scene where things are starting to go awry again is yep. where Vision basically becomes like, you know, extra dad. And it's like, well, I don't think you should be touching the children, all this stuff, your germs, blah, blah. At that point, she she hesitantly, and, and I, I to me, almost scaredly asked Wanda if she wants to take it from the top. Agnes is breaking character. She is like, just like, just in front of both of them without really any, without masking it, is saying, oh, do you want to do that again? Because he's supposed to just let me take these kids. What is her, what is that? What is going on there? What do you think is happening there? All right, there's a lot of moments with Adnes in this episode that I'm not uh, entirely 100% sure of her motivation, but that's been her whole thing through the whole series, right? Adnes keeps coming off like she's definitely afraid of the script right. going off, basically. Anybody right. interfering with the script. Right. But at the same time, Adnes keeps motivating Wanda to, you know, to stay on script. So it's like... She's, is the script written or y'all writing it as y'all go along? Which one is it? I think the script is written and Adnis is not the showrunner. Adnis is, or Adnis is a showrunner 
dealing with a hellified producer. You know, one who is on her ass, like, where's my money? Where's my goddamn returns? Was that supposed to be a pun about the hellified? (laughs) Hellified. Big point about the hellified. Yeah, you know. Okay. Very nice. Uh, uh, She, Agnes is also, as you said, she's constantly trying to keep everyone on script. One of the examples I have is when, like, the boys, when they first get the dog, they try to name the dog Sniffy because it's just sniffing around. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to figure out, was it her or did it just happen like that, where she manipulates the interaction of the dog in that power outlet and then turns around and suggests the name of the dog Sparky? Who knows? Right. Which is also interesting, and we'll get to that later, about why the dog is named Sparky. Mm -hmm. Um, But did you have anything else about uh, Agnes, or can we go on? Did she kill that dog in the end? That's what I'm trying it was so, it's, it's a little suspicious. Moment there after she perhaps murders a dog when the kids are like, fix the dead, which is my line of yeah, how fix the dead. Like the way that little boy delivered that one was just so, fix the dead, mom. It's so great. I'm doing a bad impersonation because he was so much better <laughs> than that. But um, Adnes is, you know, you can do that. And that's, Seems and that's like, what she confuses me. No, okay, that's the thing. I I don't feel like that's a question. That's more of a suggestion. You can do that. Oh, she's being suggestive. Yes. Uh, okay. Wh- okay. While that being be- questioning, you know, like bringing it out of her. Inception again. Yes, inception again. It's always mm. this fear inception with her, you know? Like I say, she got this hell of a producer on her ass. My working theory is that in the wake of Vision's death, Wanda goes to Agatha Harkness, you know, and it's like, I want to bring him back. And this is what happens. Agatha perhaps right. connects with Mephisto. Um, uh, we talked about Mephisto before, but real quick, Mephisto is basically Marvel Universe's version of Satan, the devil, however you want to call it. Now, the two big things that are going around on the internet about this idea is that it will be difficult for Marvel to bring any direct biblical-type references in because of the China market. They don't allow that there, and China is such a huge market that Marvel Oh, uh, no demonizing. No demonizing. But Marvel has gotten around things like this with Thor, where they have gods, but they call them space creatures instead of really being gods, right? So in the trailer for Loki, we see a shot of Loki standing underneath a stained glass window that clearly has what looks like Mephisto sitting on a throne. Mm. Loki comes out this May. The whole madness of the multiverse sounds like something that Loki, I mean, that Mephisto would be involved in. That's Doctor Strange. We already know Wanda's in it. I'll say this. In earlier weeks, I was really upset at the idea of Wanda becoming a villain because I've seen it done in the comics and I've never liked it. But I will say that this show, to me, is doing such an incredible job of showing the grief and the pain Mm -hmm. and the trauma in ways that shows like Game of Thrones did not, Mm -hmm. you know, in ways that Wonder Woman 84 did not. Wow. Ouch. Um, And the fact that she's not a pure, I mean, good villains are not pure, just evil. Mm -mm. Sometimes there are, they are, and and you you just love to hate them. Okay, whatever. Joffrey. But sometimes. my man had issues. (laughs) Don't hate on Joffrey Club. His his issue was that he was a product of you know um, yeah uh, to a brother and sister of, but anyway of the God oof uh <laughs> but I I just from a characterization standpoint it's important when a villain quote unquote is not a pure to someone who's oh they're just evil because mm-hmm. that doesn't give you and not to say that this has to happen every time but it doesn't give you the context to really even care about this character it doesn't give mm. you the context to have co- conflict within yourself. 
because you are more interested and more invested when you're like, okay, this Wanda, for example, she's not necessarily a pure, she's not evil. She's not purely bad, but she's doing things that are not right. And she knows they're not right, but you, she has her own motivations amongst other things. And you can sit there as a watcher and be like, I kind of feel where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. It gives you another dimension to when you're watching a show. It gives you another dimension to understanding a story and why a character is doing what they're doing, which is why it's so important, at least for me, like a real good, I mean, look at what everyone's favorite Killmonger. Was he completely mm. a bad guy, quote no. unquote? What no, else? They, a lot of people say what? Oh, I kind of agree with him. They, I mean, they, they had to make Killmonger choke out of grandma just to make sure that people like, knew. just to know he's the bad guy. Yeah, right? because otherwise, <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, I pretty much I agree kill with his dog. girlfriend. Don't yeah, that. yeah, that too. You know, both of, he had to kill some with black women and to make sure, okay, we know this guy's evil. You know, otherwise, yeah. it's like, eh. And it yeah. also, we pulled off the shirt. I was like, okay, uh, you yeah, killed a bit yeah, too yeah. many people to get to this point, Faith. <laughs> yeah. So I, I bring that all back to what you're saying about Agnes. And I think what you're saying sounds right about, like, this is probably another one of her exceptions. Because mm-hmm. perhaps she is pushing Wanda to bring something back from the dead. Perhaps this is just a grand design from Mephisto for Wanda to open up some type of gate or some type of situation. I'm thinking that's what it is. It's it's for Wanda to weaken the bonds of the multiverse so that the madness of the multiverse can happen. And that's what we're seeing, you know, with Uncle Petey. And once again, everything just keeps escalating, right? Wanda has the kids. In comes Agnes. Throw these kids up real quick. Put these kids through some trauma. Kill the salt. You know, oh, no, the kids are going through trauma. Oh, now the kids asked about death. Oh, now they're like, oh, where's your brother? He's dead, right? You can fix that. Fix that. Fix that. Boom. Yeah. You know, multiverse breaks down by bringing in Petro from another universe. Yeah. Here and we go. That, I mean, that, that is, that's brilliant, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you just reminded me just the fact that... Not me, the people who wrote this shit. Well, I'm just the fact that out. you're talking about it, <laughs> the fact that you are making the connection, that's brilliant. And yes, the people who whose idea this is, if that is indeed true, is brilliant. But that's not my, what I'm trying to say here. The, the part that you remind me of is the fact that when those kids did age up, it was all in front of Agnes. Uh, Agnes. Oh yes, and Everything. she didn't. She didn't bat an eyelash. No, now, remember yep. all the all that they were hiding a lot of the weird stuff that was yep. happening from her. But as we get closer and closer, there's no more hiding. Even at one point, Wanda says so. Like technically, Agatha wasn't. I'm mean, excuse me, Agnes wasn't looking, but Agnes knows. Agnes yes. saw and, when and she, she got the, the dog tag collar. That's the point. It's like not only that. It's like she knows, and the only thing she cares about is keeping it on script. Mm. You know. It's not about anything else. You can do whatever magic you want. In fact, do your magic. Just let's get this going to where it needs to go because that's all it's about for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we, you know, from the other episode, we were explaining, or you did a good job explaining it, uh, or, or uh, continue to explain why, you know, Wanda is an OP character just in general because if te- if you think about it, she she has all the power. She has all the power. She's basically mm-hmm. all the infinity gems and everything. Um, and, you know, at least in this show, in this WandaVision show, they kind of limit it to, like, telepathy and mind control and shit like that. But if Agatha is indeed saying, oh, you can bring people back from the dead, and if that means the MCU is giving her this, at least some of the same powers as in the comics, that also stands to be true that if she reanimates the dead, that means all previous memories are wiped, right? Because Vision, at least in the Hex, says he can't remember anything prior to Westview. I think that's... Okay, that could be... Uh, several things, right? That could be Vision just being a robot. That could be a uh, nod to the comics, right? The scene where Wanda comes in and we see her busting in the sword head, 
headquarters and we see Vision all laid out is a straight up recreation from West Coast Avengers number 43, which we talked mm-hmm. about, I think, issue 45 last mm-hmm. month, I mean, last week. Mm-hmm. Where that was, we see the white vision. So that's when he comes back from being disassembled. But in 43, you see him laid out. I mean, m- my man is across two different rooms. You know, like skin over here, brains over here, organs over here. And that's when I was like, all right, my man definitely got, you know, down there. If he got up here, organs, right? Like, you know, but of course, the dude who's doing this and disassembling him is the writer, artist, John Byrne, who was saying he didn't have things down there, so that's why he was doing this whole thing. But that whole scene is straight up out of it. So now you have Wanda all bugged out. She's doing all this. Um, I... <laughs> that's another thing we don't have any answers for yet. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> that's okay. The, okay, I'm now, asking, all right, now, now my, my, two th- my two thoughts on it, though, are is Vision doesn't remember anything because he's been recreated from that moment, right? Yeah. He's been reset from that moment. Yeah. The other side of it is that just like Wanda says, I don't know how any of this started, which is the biggest clue in this whole thing. It's like a dream. In dreams, you never remember the beginning or the ends of dreams. This you is remember true. when you wake up, and not even that. Usually you wake up and then you start remembering parts of the dream and yeah. stuff. You're like, oh, yeah, that happened. And then but this she happened. knows who she is and she knows her remembers her life before Westview. At Vision does times, not. it seems. You Whether know, not, it's at times or not, she she does. Or if she's always she, just faking it, it seems to know, yeah. She could be faking it, she could be true. The mm-hmm. fact is that she still has those memories. Vision does not. Mm, that's so fucked up. Man, that scene was so hard, boy. That scene when they were screaming at each other, oh my God. Yeah, with yeah. the powers and Paul stuff. Bettany and... Um, Elizabeth oh, Olsen. Elizabeth, oh, doing work on this show, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I don't continue. know who... He's a scared... I mean, he was. I mean, it, it was real, right? It, it, was, it was real. Visceral. It was real. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like some of the questions we're asking for everyone listening. Some of the questions we're asking, we don't necessarily have the answers to. No, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're asking no, y'all no. too, maybe, and that's no. what's part of the conversation. Why the show is so fun? Yes, definitely. And you know, make sure you catch us every Monday at one p.m. Eastern time on Twitch.tv/slash For All Nerds because the chat is popping it's and people Poppington. are throwing off so many more. You know, theories and stuff. And we're figuring mm-hmm. out more stuff. So every Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern time, twitch.tv slash for all nerds. Make sure you're there. Y'all like that commercial? Just like WandaVision. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> continuing on the whole altering reality thing. In the intro of this episode, we see uh, we see Wanda and Vision's baby pick, childhood pics. I thought it was fucking hilarious seeing Amazing. Vision's baby pics. Because it's basically baby versions of, you know, Big Red of himself. Yes. In reality, Vision would not have childhood pics because he, he was created, at least in MCU, he was created by Ultron. He was created and fully formed. So <laughs> he, would, he would never have been a child, period. So where would all these childhood shits come from? But in the Hex, he has at least a cosmetic backstory. Also, in one shot when he's wearing the little, um, he's standing by the chalkboard wearing the smooth hat with the mustache, and he's pointing at an infinity symbol on the chalkboard for uh, infinity stones. There we go. Yeah. Uh, and then in in Wanda's childhood baby pits, even those are altered because mm-hmm. you see from she it goes up to her being a child to like maybe ten or so, and she seems happy and normal. But we all know from her her memories and thoughts, she did not have a happy childhood. Well, it was happy in childhood until to the bombs point. came. Yeah, to a point. Yeah. But the pictures show her past that point yeah. of when she that that incident happened. So through the, her young childhood. From on to her adult life, she suffered tragedy after tragedy. 
Yeah, but she could still have a you know quick moment of happiness. Really, in it seemed, especially that last picture. <laughs> yeah, I know where, where she's like, ah, where she's like, yeah, well, in front, I mean, of, what, in front of what looks like the Berlin Wall. She's like, I yeah. mean, that's what I'm saying. She's like, like yeah. I was just know? like, no fucking way, bro, I mean, because that's around the same time she, her and Pietro was was dealing with Hydra. So nah, I don't know. I don't you, know. Yeah, Something true. is off. This is altered. Yeah. Um, just a few more things about alteration. I have a curious question. Mm. How will Wanda's powers alter Monica? As we spoke, Monica mm. demonstrates how the outfit she came out of the hex with, which is technically still the same clothes she went in with, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's really, it, it's, it's the same matter, but it's just composed a little differently, right? Her yeah. 70s attire is actually 87% Kevlar. It's her vest you wore. Mm-hmm. Um, when Monica's, I think they were CAT scans they were doing on her, or X-rays, whatever the fuck, they her scans and her blood work, the doctor or who that person is, is like, oh, I got to do it again because shit is blank. Mm-hmm. And it looked like straight energy on the thing. Right. And then Monica herself, she she got hit with that hex energy. So is she altered forever? Yes. yes. Now, is this their their way to yes. making her into Photon or whatever title Spectrum. she's going to have? Spectrum. Spectrum? It could be Spectrum, trouble. Photon, Captain Marvel version 2. Who the fuck knows? They're not going to get rid of Brios, and I'm sorry. but No, they're not. They're not. Yeah. So is she Spectrum or Photon or whatever? One or, one or they both. They'll figure it out. But... For those who don't know, Monica Rambeau in the comic books goes by various names, such as Captain Marvel. She was actually the first woman to have the name Captain Marvel. So let's get that straight, you know. And then she switched it to Photon, then the Spectrum. Uh, I think, like, Auntie Monica is one of another ones. She got a bunch, you know. She's a badass. But her powers are, in the comics, I think it's because of a Kree weapon, that t- uh, a Kree weapon, just like with Captain Marvel, with the woman. Mm-hmm. But this, her powers are that she can turn into any wavelength of energy. And so she is immeasurably powerful to the point where in the comics they're always neutering her or doing something with her. It wasn't until recently that she joined a team called the Ultimates who deal with super, you know, gigantic threats in the Marvel Universe that they really started using her to her full potential because, you mm. know, she could fly at the speed of light. You know, she can mm. turn into any radiation known to I man and some's on. not known yeah. to man. You know, it's just yeah. ridiculous amount of power. It's yeah, disturbing, you know. And disturbing. so she's also disturbing. Yeah, she's so dope. As uh, we see. <laughs> very dope. Yes. Um and then like the final part, uh, cause we we talked about Norm already, but the final part I just wanted to make a point was the fact that everyone trapped in the hex is actually enduring Monica's excuse me, Wanda's personal pain. Monica says mm-hmm. the first thing she remembers upon entering the hex was pain mm-hmm. and that she had a hopeless feeling. She kept, she was feeling like she was being held down, like drowning and that she realized it was grief. She Oof. described her overall experience as excruciating, terrifying and a violation. Um, and, you know, Norm says the same thing. He's like, you know, she's in my head. I mean, th- this hurts so bad. He talked about how much it hurts. And it seems to me that everyone experienced that whole thing. Maybe that's also part of why some of the people just go along with shit because they don't want to, I don't know. They don't want to get hurt more. I don't mm-hmm. fucking know. Um, but also, I thought it was interesting that in that very first scene when Monica is being interviewed or in scanned and stuff, during that scene, Monica's memories play again. Um, her memories of when she returned from the blip, when she, you know, she was running through, not walking through the hospital, when she was walking through Sword Headquarters and she saw her mom's plaque. And to me, it kind of re re we dug up all of the trauma that came along with reliving those memories. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, obviously everyone has levels of trauma, but is that how Wanda binds all these people? Like she finds like their, their biggest trauma points and that's how she's able to kind of keep them in stasis in a way. 
Ooh, and I, I, there's a couple things real quick there. We were talking about Mephisto earlier, but some people have suggested that the villain in Doctor Strange is going to be another character known as Despair. It's, it's spelled differently, but it basically is it's like D apostrophe S-P-A-Y-R-E, I think. And Despair is like a multidimensional creature who feeds on the despair of people and you know beings throughout the universe, throughout the multiverse. So he could be, you know, this one because he also is like a creature who exists in nightmares, et cetera, will come through and change up your dreams, make you see different realities. Mm. He doesn't have much of a relationship with Wanda, but neither does Mephisto for that matter. But he definitely is one of Doctor Strange's biggest enemies. So there's an idea there, right? And that's all this whole thing that we keep seeing suggestions since this show. We talked about it before, since... Before the show even premiered, they were suggesting now dreaming on Disney Plus instead of now streaming. So there's always been this idea mm. that this show is based in dreams or the reality. And like Wanda said, I don't remember when this started. You know, that's one of the biggest clues, I think, to this whole thing is that Wanda's not in control of this because if she was, she would remember when it started. And like Vision even says to her, I want to believe that this was a subconscious thing, that you weren't in control of this. You know, but now that it's going, you're like, well, I have my man back and now I have kids. I'm not losing this. You know, I've lost too much. And then right when things are breaking up again, here comes your brother. Right. <laughs> he said, that's convenient. Yeah. And she's that's like, but, weird. She, but she keeps <laughs> saying, and I don't think she's lying to Vision when she she's, says, I don't think she's lying. Yeah, either. I'm not in control of this. This is not me. I yeah. get it. You're not believing me because, you know, the evidence to the contrary. And yeah. I've shown that I'm in control of this somewhat. Yeah. But in this instance, this isn't me. And once again, who was always showing up with what they need right when they need it? Agnes. Who is most determined to keep her on? That is a fact, Ben I mean, which, again, leads us to another theme of the episode about kids. Kids. You can't control them no matter how hard you try. That is the exact quote that Agnes, Agatha Harkness, whatever she is, says. Oh, uh, and while she's sipping on that yak, on that, that yak. she claimed that she wasn't gonna drink herself, but she yeah. over there sipping on it. Right away. <laughs> um, right away, you know, she says that, and then I'm just like, okay, as soon as she said, I was like, okay, everything else makes sense. What do we keep what do we keep asking, Ben I mean, as soon as this well, they were in the What the vision asked. What the vision asked. Where Man. the f- are the kids once again let's talk about paul bettany real quick and let's talk, i mean yo my man's like yo where are the kids no no don't give me that bullshit like he yo says, he was acting he says i walk to work every day i pass by the playground and i see no chillings out there my man was hurt he like, was hurt you could feel it like he was like dog this ain't right like, vision love the kids so where the kids at <laughs> <I> don't- <laughs> So yeah, you know, <laughs> once again, boy, that's all that whole argument was about. So, <laughs> so that argument, you know, coming back to this quote, um, is why are there no children? Is it mm. because they cannot be controlled? Here's some more thoughts towards that. We know that kids don't follow the script in mm-hmm. life and in general. They generally don't follow the script. Maybe really, 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 really good child actors. But generally, they don't follow their script. We saw that, again, in a very brief moment with the whole Sniffy versus Sparky situation. That wasn't the kids being, you know, evil. It's just like they don't know. They're, that's what they do. Um, we The biggest point, however, is in the beginning when they're infants. Wanda's powers are not working on her twins. 
Wanda's powers aren't working on twins. Wanda's powers throughout the whole episode never work on the twins. You know, they don't believe her when she tells them what day it is. You know, they know, no, it's this day. Yeah. You know, constantly they're resisting. Yeah, Wanda's powers yeah. don't work on them. And you just made me think of something. One of the big quotes from Hollywood is that never work with kids or animals. Yeah. Because you can't control them. Because <laughs> you can't control them. Yep. And that's what I'm thinking is if we know that Westview is real, this is just altered reality, that means there are absolutely children in that town. It's, absolutely, it's almost impossible that there wouldn't mm-hmm. be children. If she can't control her own kids, chances are she can't control other kids or other kids can see through subterfuge or whatever. So where are they? It's interesting, too, that the FBI and what S.W.O.R.D. have not really made a notice of that either. Or they they just not said it out loud. Yeah, it's been kept off screen for a reason. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Like I said. And where are they? Like if she if she I'm saying like Wanda's all powerful, but she can't keep her two kids in check or make them quiet and all this other stuff. Right. Um, We know Billy and Tommy, um, particularly because we talked about with the comics, how Billy and Tommy in the comics, they have similar powers to Wanda. So Mm -hmm. in this one, you see Billy and Tommy aging themselves up from infants to five years old, or at least they I think they did it themselves. Could have had some help from Agnes because we see Agnes spraying them with what she says is lavender. I didn't know if that was just part of the joke or she was actually spraying them with something to help unlock their powers. Mm, I don't know. A good question. That's a good question, right? So yeah. after that, they, they they age themselves up again to 10 years when they, you know, they want to have the dog. Um, it, Which is also pushed by Adnan's hard body because right. Adnan comes so, in with the dog out. It's like, oh, you need somebody to keep this dog because yeah. you're keeping it. Let's give the dog a name so you really grow attached to it. Boom. You know, all this is Adnus, like, you know, right away. The other reason why I was just like, okay, maybe all, that's just why you don't see children at all because she can't do nothing with them. Um, kids can see through lies. Um, mm-hmm. In real life and on TV, they see when you lying, when you're making shit up, they really, it, it's really true when they say kids are your heart because they, they, they know almost organically like if an adult is not a good person usually not all the time but usually they can tell you notice when kids they're just like i don't want to be with that person they they don't feel they don't like they vibe Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so in this you made it you already made that point when tommy and billy asked for their father wanda tries to say he's at work tommy billy like girl it's saturday Mm -hmm. and she's like no it's monday and that's why i'm like that's a dead ass lie because the twins are like nah because they tell her they're like nah fam it's saturday and instead of trying to still convince him, Wanda just changes the subject. Yeah. Because Wanda had already sent Vision off to work when it was Saturday, and he believes it at that time, and everybody in the town goes to work because right. they need to be there so Vision can think that it's, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And because of all that, you know, because of, you know, my thoughts about kids not seeing, being able to see through lies, um, not following a script, and, and even in this case, her twins have their own powers, I wonder if Wanda cannot control children at a wide scale, which is why... I mean, we know it's also because of Agatha, but is that also why only Tommy and Billy are present? You don't see the other children. And where the hell are the other children? Are they held up somewhere? What's going on? That is a good question that I don't have an answer for. There you go. Yeah, them joints is not not visible. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you have a, a Easter, some of an Easter egg here about Billy and Tommy? Uh, which one? About their colors? Colors. Mm-hmm. Colors, Yeah. Um, well, as we know, as we talked about before, Billy and Tommy grow up to be the characters. Tommy grows up to be Speed, who is super fast like his uncle Quicksilver. And Billy grows up to be Wiccan, who is a magic user like his mother. 
Mm-hmm. And that's something oh. we haven't really talked oh. about yet because we talked about how, you know, her mutant side and how she has these mutant powers mm-hmm. and in the MCU, some type of altered power or whatever it comes from, the cosmic cube, mm-hmm. you know, and the infinity stones influence power. But in the comics, Wanda is also a student of magic and her mutant abilities allow her to tap into magic more easily, but she studies magic and becomes a sorcerer as well. And so that's why, you know, Wanda cast spells as well as has magic and i think that's something that's going on right here mm. but back to this back to the twins tommy is speed and billy is wiccan right so tommy is dressed in green blue and silver which is straight up wiccan i mean speed's costume and billy is wearing the red and blue which is wiccan's colors mm. and then the other like we talked about we talked about how they push the rays from the dead like it seems like everything just goes along a not a cycle but Everything for a set purpose. Like, and this is like, okay, you got to fuck. You got to get pregnant. You got to have these kids. Mm-hmm. So the kids can say, we want your uncle to come back. So dun, 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 dun You know, down the you line. You have to have marital relations. Yep, marital relations. Yeah. <laughs> get to know each other biblically, as they say. Yes. Yes. Um, and then one of the final things we have is about family is forever. Mm-hmm. Um, Wanda says this to Tommy and Billy when explaining or in my eyes lying about why Vision is at work which also leads to a conversation about Wanda's brother as we know that's a huge sore point for Wanda Um, Monica got yeeted out of the hex because of her 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 comment about then that man got capped (laughs) yeah like who said that your brother got capped by Ultron like Relax. Yeah. She's okay. a little unstable that, right now. That, that, that I wanted to make a point before. And that goes back to it about this whole spell, right? Um, remember Mrs. Hart in the first episode? She seems to break out of the spell when she realizes her husband is dying. And that's yeah. like we see the camera switch up and it goes to that one shot instead of the, you know, so the whole spell breaks right then, right? And we've seen that again. We see that a lot in this episode when Vision buds out like, yo, what's up? You know, when she's like, Hey, do you want me to redo this scene? And then the camera shits, switches to one shots of everybody because it's like, yeah. you know, the spell is broken again. Yeah. So I'm thinking that this spell is the type of thing that people, you know, when they're under it, they are under it. Like we see with Norm. Like my man is just straight up Norm. You know, he is yes. Norm in thought until something disturbs you out of it. And then mm-hmm. you are like aware. So I think Monica Geraldine was like shaking in between it. And one point that we didn't mention earlier is, you know, Monica Geraldine, Monica getting to see herself as Geraldine mm. and cooning out. And yeah, well, we'll talk about that in the characters, Oof. the characterization for sure. It hurts. Um, and, 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 well, first of all, I always got to say, Ixnay on the Ultron way, like, don't, don't talk about that. <laughs> you might, you know, you might not want to get hurt by Wanda. But um, you mentioned Norm, you know, again, with this whole family's forever, he's talking about his own family. Mm. Um, you yeah. know, the fact that children and stuff like that, like like stuff that would ex- would would be like children are your legacy. Right. Mm-hmm. They and if they have children, they have children, they have children. Technically, your family is forever. Right. Yeah. Um, within this family forever thought, um, you know, two people in Wanda's own family are technically dead. Right. And they reappear in Westview. Vision mm-hmm. and Pietro. Yep. In um, a way. In a way. Right. So it's just like she's maintaining this idea that they can live forever even though she knows in her heart they can't, particularly in visions, uh, in, in, in the case of vision. All right. Uh, on that note, see something, this is something that the agents and Wu did not see. They never saw Wanda see dead vision. 
You know what I mean? Like they never saw that grayed out vision. Yeah. Yep. So that type of thing is like did, to, did they yeah. or did we just not see them see it? No, they would have been like, yo, my man's <laughs> so, <laughs> that's that's not a moment, you know, that's like a moment you talk about at on the water cooler the next episode, you know, when they when they're sipping that coffee this week, they still would have been like, yo, but remember Dead Vision? No. You know, they would have still been talking about it. No, they did not that's what I'm saying. There's certain stuff that Wanda's only seeing in this reality, or that she's only allowing her to see and the rest of the world not to see, you know? So mm. like I don't think they see Monica get yeeted out. Remember, they don't. They see the, sh- you don't. know, they see it cut to the credits. They yeah, see they Monica like, say some go? stuff, and then it cuts to the credits. It's the yeah. jump cut, so they don't see her go through the walls. You know, so that's what I'm saying. It's very interesting how this whole, you know, while it's meta and everything, it's still something about it where she's still only allowing certain things to be seen, or someone. I don't even think it's her at this point is only allowing certain things to be seen. But that also just begs my other question is like, why is anyone seeing this in the first place? Why is it just because the side effect of these waves? Well, like I said, I think like if we said when Darcy or I said when Darcy measures or or, or, Mm -hmm. or analyzes this, she says it's all the CNBR, this radiation, essentially. It's all this radiation, but then a signal broadcast signal. I feel like that signal broadcast signal is Wanda's life force. Hmm. Like trying to escape it, like letting people know that this is happening. Something. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there has to be some type of out, right? Like, yep. yeah, maybe she says she says she don't want to get out of it, but she also says she don't even know how shit started. So mm-hmm. she, it could be a cry for help, could not be who. She's going through episodes, literally. Mm. Facts. Literally. And like we said, the very special episode for people who... I don't know if this kept going on to the 90s and 2000s, but definitely... It, it the, definitely did. The okay. 90s, for sure. Yeah, definitely Family Matters? Yeah, oh Family Matters had their very special. My favorite, though, was the um, is the Family Ties or Growing Pains. They sh- there's a clip of it uh, where... I actually saw this recently where... It's the one with Michael P. Keaton with uh, Fox. Yeah, Keaton, that's Growing Pains with Michael J. Fox. Uh, sorry, not P- Keaton. Uh, Michael J. Fox. But Tom Hanks shows up as the drunk uncle. And my man is getting hammered to the point where he tries to drink vanilla extract to get that liquor. <laughs> Look it up on YouTube, y'all. It is a, And I don't know how I saw it recently. I don't know where I was, but recently I saw this episode. I was crying because Tom Hanks is trying to get hammered. And it's a very special episode. Nigga drinking rubbing alcohol. <laughs> I remember when uh, Will Smith got caught with the joint, when Fresh Prince got caught with the joint in his locker. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was his very oh, special episode. Oh, oh, oh Carlton kids. with the gun, though. Who could come on? That was, yeah. Don't that do was, drugs, kids. Yeah, when Carlton was capped, about to cap people and he got capped. Yo, yeah. Carlton trying to be gangster was hilarious. Yeah, that was a great episode, though. Come on. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so yes. those are all the major themes uh, that we want to discuss. Uh, now we're on into the characters, mm-hmm. characters that we meet, and maybe some new observations of characters we already know. Yep. The biggest one is Uncle Petey, as you called him. Yes. Pietro Maximoff slash Quicksilver. Darcy makes, a, to me again, great writing, a brilliant comment where she said, she recast her brother. She recast Petro? <laughs> she recast yeah. Petro. Because it's literal and figurative. Mm-hmm. So, the, and again, this episode does very, uh, there's so many meta moments. Yeah, so, we called this one. Jeez, we call, fucking call this one. Yeah. Ben, I mean, I think specifically, yeah. but we fucking call this one. So, let's, let's give y'all some, let's give y'all some math right here. Listen. So, in Marvel and Disney, MCU stuff, we all know that her brother's name was Pietro. 
and that Ultron killed him, right? In that movie, we're talking about real life, he was played by an actor named Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, just, just for shits and giggles so you guys know, he played the title character Kick-Ass, which was, I actually love those movies, Kick-Ass 1 and 2, um, which is um, a comic by Mark Millar. I, I like the movies, whatever, man. We, we'll continue. <laughs> Two was a little weird, but yes. Um, and as we all know, there's been several versions of all of these different characters because different people, different companies have owned some of these characters. Yes. When it comes to Fox and X-Men, they also had a Pietro Maximoff, but they called him Peter. They wanted to mm-hmm. Americanize it. Uh, you know him from like Days of Future Past. He was also Quicksilver. That actor that played him, his name is Evan Peters. At least in the Fox X-Men storyline, that Quicksilver is still alive. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, I know Evan Peters from American Horror Story. Yeah. Up at the early season. I mean, he's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yes. A the chameleon. other... Yo, Chameleon. He's good. Yeah. The cute thing about him is he played a character called Todd Haynes in the movie Kick-Ass who becomes friends with Kick-Ass, and he also becomes a superhero with the name Ass Kicker. Yeah. Uh, less said about that, the better. But um, the reason <laughs> so why... Already, I, it's cute, but the reason why I bring that up is because yeah. they, they, they went through three different dimensions of meta way here. Mm-hmm. The real-life characters, their real-life friendship, their characters' friendship in other superhero movies, and then the fact that they play the same characters in two different companies' iterations. And then also character. the other level of meta that we talked about of the recasting of characters and just being like, oh, here's this new actor playing him, you know, and boom, and in the sitcoms, like we talked about the on Viv, and then... Light skin, dark skin on Viv. Light skin, dark skin on Viv. And then also the other level is the very special episode where the weird uncle with a weird accent from out of nowhere shows up. You've never seen this character before, but suddenly somebody got a brother or sister, and boom, and they come, and they're here for a few episodes. And then they change something up and they teach you a life lesson and then they fly right out the window again only to be seen like three seasons later. Yes. And, yep. and you made a perfect call about the fact that, you know, this is your hypothesis about how their Mephisto is potentially using her to open up the multiverse and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. Um, you know, his arrival would, would say, okay, he's from a different universe and all this other stuff. Is he though? Is he though? But let's just say he is. Yes. This is also the Disney slash Marvel MCU canon explanation for mm-hmm. what happened in real life, which was Disney's acquisition of 21st Century Fox. Yes. Because they acquired Fox, they acquired not the news side, but all the other shit, they acquired all those assets, including ownership of all the characters. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they even had two Quicksilvers in the first place is because Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch were Avengers as well, and they became mutants later on. So the deal was as long as the MCU didn't refer to mutants and the Fox... CU didn't refer to Avengers, they were fine. So that was their initial deal, but that's why Fahey had Prince of killed off by Ultron, so there wasn't much confusion to deal mm-hmm. with. And now he has the option of using any character that, you know, from either one. He can use, you know, Evan Peters. I mean, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson might show up later on in this series. Who do we know, you know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is getting weird. And my question about this, is this really even Pietro from the Fox CU, you know, from it, Fox Because what was with that weird accent, right? Is that I just, loved it. Oh, my God. Is that just God. part of the whole 80s yeah, episode? Yeah, is that just him being, is that being him under the spell of Westview? Is that another thing? Is it like Pietro is now under the spell, so he talked with a Jersey accent just the same way that Monica Geraldine talked with that crazy ass, you know, 
Oof, that black exploitation yeah. act. Yeah, that black exploitation, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. will be nice. And so, um, is this really Pietro or not? You know, you gonna give your uncle Petey a hug or what? Who's the popsicle? Like, it was, oh, <laughs> yeah. I but mean, it was on brand. It was very on brand. Evan right? Peters was amazing, and he, he's amazing. Yeah, he's also wearing the colors of Quicksilver from the comic. He's wearing a purple and blue suit that's split by silver. I mean, his shirt, which is pretty much Quicksilver's costume. It's a purple and blue suit, which is split by a silver lightning bolt. Mm. When I say he showed up and I said, motherfucker, motherfather. Yeah. As soon as I saw him show up, I said, I knew they was going to do this. Once again, I was up at 3.30 in the morning and I had to stop <laughs> myself from yelling. You was, on, you was on them hex gummies? I was on them hex gummies and I had to stop <laughs> myself from yelling out loud because I was like, oh, they did. I knew it was coming, but it was still so great. <laughs> People are sleeping. People yeah, are sleeping, sir. Definitely. Um, we meet also in this episode, we meet the twins. Uh, yes. You know, Tommy and Billy. Thanks to dead. As you said earlier, Tommy is speed. Billy is Wiccan. <laughs> and what's interesting about them? Well, we talked about how they dress in the colors of their costumes, how they seem to be immune to Wanda's powers of suggestion and control. And they also push her to raise something from the dead. Fix the dead. <laughs> but she denies that she can do this. And so we're asking where the kids created to push Wanda towards an agenda. Once again, I got to point out that this time they seem to go silent because they were growing. But these babies grow silent whenever Wanda is not paying attention to them or something else is going on in the scene. Mm-hmm. You know, once again, even though people seem and a point was made, no, these kids are real. They were created, you know. But how real are they? Wanda already said we can't leave this town. She walks out of the town. But when she walks out of the town, she's back to Wanda. You know, all her shit turned to Wanda. Mm. And we'll, there, there's some, there's definitely some stuff about that. We'll get into that in a second when we talk about your man's uh, Wayward Hayward over here. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got to get to Wayward Hayward. We, yeah. Y'all can tell we don't like that nigga at all. At but, all. <laughs> uh, real quick again about Monica. We talked about how she must have been altered as well because mm-hmm. of her scans and shit coming up blank. Um, you, you made a mention of this a few times. You got to talk about her reaction to her looking yeah. like... Uh, just real quick, model. I just thought it was a great moment to really yeah. show the blackness in that moment and to show yeah. and to give Tiana a chance to act, you know, silently, but just really show everything with her facial expressions. How Monica must feel to have to, when my man Wayward Hayward is sitting there saying, oh, she's not a terrorist? Look how she had you looking, you know? Yeah. And then looks up on the screen and she up there, oh, girl, you know? And it's like, <laughs> damn, oh, girl, man. this is what you think of black people, you know? <laughs> I'm the one who you probably brought in to help you. Yeah. And this how you played me out, shorty? You know, and I just love to see that because that's how black people feel. You know, like we're the one person who comes into a show or to any situation to help people out and we still get played out to the left. You know what Hayward told Monica? What's that? He told her to hold this L. He, he's like, he, he bet you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> Moving All right. on. Moving Speaking on. of Monica, Monica says that she has an aerospace engineer that yeah. she wants to call up because she was trying to build a ship at first to fly herself back through into well, the Well, was it flying? Because she said on wheels. Yeah, well, so either like, way, you know, she was a roll building, up in girl? there. Well, she I mean, said, how she went aerospace did, you know? Listen, what? so, girl, listen. Yeah. She says she knows an engineer, and she she comes up with this, this scheme about she needs a 10,000-pound fallout shelter, which is used, typically made of steel and reinforced concrete. 
It has to be made out of lead for photons, cadmium for neutrons, tantalum for seismic blasts. And this is all, all these materials are to counteract radiation. Yes. And it has to be on wheels, or as you say, maybe could fly. Who the fuck knows? And she knows a, a specific aerospace engineer that can potentially help. Who is this engineer that could build this? We are going to see very soon, because she definitely texts this engineer right away. Right away. And there's been previews of her trying to break through, so we will see very soon. The choices that we have, the big one that everyone is leaning on, and I think, hell nah, is Reed Richards, <laughs> the leader of the Fantastic Four, a.k.a. Mr. Fantastic, one of the smartest people on the planet, and would be a great way to introduce him, but also it'd be very big to introduce, you know, and have that after cast, all that, and keep it a secret. Plus, the Fantastic Four gained their powers by failing to block cosmic radiation. Right! Which, so. is, which would be funny. But listen, <laughs> which would be funny as hell. And it would I thought, be especially why not? If, it would be especially if they like give her some shit and she drives it and that's how she gets her powers. Like Yo, the, the blast hits her. That's what I'm saying. Like wouldn't that and that would be a more grounded reason, right? Here's the thing, when it comes to MCU stuff, they have no problems keeping secrets. That's not yeah. an issue. Um, but why do you think hell no? Just because it's just would be fucked up and funny if they I think that would just be I mean Oh, you think it's too much? I, it's just like when people say that they're going to really bring mutants in with this series. I just think that's a lot. I mean, why? They have a lot. They already did. Pietro's and, here. He's a mutant. I know. But then if he starts talking, like, you know, if, if we talked about clunky conversations, right? If he starts talking about, yo, I'm from another dimension and, you, you know, there we have mutants and there's Magneto and da, 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 it's like. Well, they're not going to be clunky like that. Like, they could say, well, yeah. where are you really from? Well, in my world. Yep. Shit. There's mutants. That's still... All right, if he just you says that... Say, you, you don't even have to fucking say the word. In my yeah. world, we do things a little bit different. In my world, we True. use different terms. Like, you don't even have to verbatim say yeah. mutants. If you didn't want to, they could, because they can, yeah. but yeah. they don't have to. Okay, so if this show is really just laying everything out for the next five years... Yes! And, and from what I have understand, folks, uh, this is some information. Tiana is like one of the people who they are resting the MCU on. Ooh. You know, she's got a big, long contract. Oh, so you she's go, taking that Captain Marvel. Yeah, it's like her and Miss Marvel, you know, the woman they cast for Miss Marvel, and I think someone they're introducing in Winter Soldier are, like, people who are they really banking on, you know, to be, mm -hmm. like, some of the next wave. So we're okay. going to see a lot. But I think it could be a character called uh, Blue Marvel, Dr. William Bradshear. And Dr. William Bradshear mm -hmm. is another super genius. He's a black man who eventually gets powers and becomes this guy, Blue Marvel, who is damn near like a Superman of the MCU and forms up this team, the Ultimates, with Captain Marvel later. I mm. effing love to see Blue Marvel. William Bradshaw, he's such a dope character. He's got so much potential. I, I would love to see a black character that's just always been a black character. That oh, now we get true to see indeed. in real life as a black character. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he's always been that way. Riri Williams is another one that we've talked about. Ironheart. She has her own series coming up. She's another one of the smartest people in the MCU. I want to say, yeah, she's already been cast. There you go. Um, we have seen her. Yep. Sue Storm, the wife of Mr. Fantastic, yeah. who is also brilliant, could be another one. You and know, all these people can be considered aerospace engineers. And so, yes, and in you know why not? And in look, look, this is a this is a universe. She was where, very specific to say aerospace engineer. This is a universe where Ant Man started out growing and making things growing small, and then suddenly built Ultron. Like you know, what I mean, <laughs> things happen. Like they, they figured out. Like um, the last one is Agent Brand, who's the head of Storm. Not ever considered an engineer. I'm probably just to edge that one off. Not gonna happen. The head of who? Storm. Uh, not Storm. Sword. 
Oh, Agent okay. Brand is the actual head of S.W.O.R.D. We talked about her before in the comments. One thing that I will point out, while I think it's not Reed Richards, is people have looked at the um, Spanish translations for the mm-hmm. subtitles, mm-hmm. and she is mentioning a woman. She's oh, using she's the, saying it feminine? She's, she's yeah, she's using a feminine pronoun. The feminine oh. pronunciation. So... On that, I would lean on Riri Williams. But that would be a lot. Because Riri, I don't think, is known until she mates the suit. Yeah. But also, you know what? It could be a throw-off. It could still be a dude. It could be a throw-off. And even if it is... Because I I just refuse to believe that... Not to say that they cannot make a mistake. Everyone's human. But Mm -hmm. Marvel is too thorough. Yeah. Marvel is too thorough that for them to let shit happen. Like, again, they... Alter, talk about altering reality, they alter the fucking trailers we see before each movie. Mm -hmm. Half the shit we see in the movie is lies. So... I, I don't know. Like you said, it could be a woman. Also, just because Monica is texting this person for help doesn't mean they show up in the episode. Yep. They could just be like, oh, so-and-so help me. Yeah. Here's your here's your, here's your I mean, weird If you say people. Reed Richards helped me, the world explodes. You know what I mean? Like people, everybody starts screaming. But that's the thing. You can't just say Reed Richards helped you can't. me. You got to show Reed that's Richards. That's so unceremonious, right? Yeah, that's so whack. Yeah, people would be like, come on, fam, show them. So yeah. I would say Blue Marvel because of the ultimate tradition. And now I would, oh God, I would love it. If they oh get, a, if they get um, what's his name? Uh, State Farm Insurance, uh, uh, Mr. President. Oh, <laughs> the president, the black president of the United States. Yes. Oh, my God. He would be the perfect William Bradshaw, y'all. Like, he would destroy that role if he, you know what I mean? All state. All state. Yeah, all state. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Haysbert. Dennis Haysbert, yes. He would yes. be so, oh, man. He Ooh, would. He's very commanding. Yes. Very, he has a presence about yeah. him. Yeah, and, and he and Blue Marvel looks like that, you know, mm. tall, statuesque, like, you know, yeah. black man, you know, like, yeah. I interviewed him once. He's really cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. love it. I think he'd be great. Him uh, or uh, if they went darker, you know, all them do, I'll just think about people who've already been in the MCU, so yeah, no. All right, keep it moving. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, we also met Sparky the dog. Um, I mentioned earlier in this episode that uh, he's he's important because, or that name anyway is important because if you've read the Visions, the Tom King's Vision series, which you mm-hmm. absolutely should, especially if you're watching this show, uh, Sparky is a synthesoid that's actually created by the Vision yep. in that series. Um, very interesting thing about Sparky. I'm trying to, how do I explain this without being confusing? I'll do it. Uh, it's, Thank you. It's pretty much the same way that Vision was created. How Vision was created from the brain patterns, in the comic books at least, Vision was created from the brain patterns of Simon Williams, a.k.a. Wonder Man. In the in movies, we had Vision created basically from the brain patterns of uh, Jarvis. Yes. So it's all the same concept. Okay. In In the comic books, Zeke is a dog belonging to Vision's neighbors, George and Nora. George and Nora had been, I mean, Zeke had been killed. Zeke died. Zeke, got, Zeke died, okay? Don't right. worry about Yeah, don't worry about how he it's died. It's a wild reason why he died, but it's but, a horrible, but, sad but reason. But the only thing you got to know about how about the dog, how the dog died is that the, the, the dog was electrocuted. Yes. He dies, he's electrocuted. Uh, Zeke's brain patterns, once again, were then extracted and put into this body of this robot synthesoid dog that is green and furry. Basically looks like a green furry version of the dog we saw in this week's episode. Yes. Yes. Sparky. And we also saw, you know, Sparky almost damn near get electrocuted himself. I thought he was going to die. Yeah. But, you know. And then, but unfortunately, at the end of, of this WandaVision episode, he dies. Okay. So. And I won't, I won't, I won't talk about Sparky in the comics. But, yeah. Yeah. That, um, that Vision series, <laughs> it's bad. Everybody yeah. catches L's. The reason, hold the reason that, why. Hold I, that I, I, sign I, up again for me real quick. That. That's Sparky pretty much everybody in the Vision series right there. <laughs> K 
catching them. <laughs> but um, the reason why I just I just want to want to just kind of keep things a little light when it turns with the comments, because like I said, I really want you all to read it, so I don't want to spoil anything for you. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, I mentioned that you know we want to revisit some of the characters we already know, mm-hmm. including Wanda herself, Wanda Maximoff. We get some good backstory, MCU backstory from Agent Wu about her history. He mentioned she was born in 1989, which, depending on the year you're looking at it, it seems like in this show is taking place in 2023. Yeah. So she could be like 34-ish. She, in real life, she would be like 32-ish, 32, 34. She don't look that young, but whatever. Um, wow. Right. I'm just telling the truth how I felt. Damn, I so, thought she looked... I think Elizabeth looks pretty, you know. All right, I said okay. Wanda, Wanda. I didn't say wow, Elizabeth, I okay, said Wanda. Right, okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, same person, but you know. No, you know no, people look different outside of their character. True, true. Yeah. Um... And the <laughs> she said Scarlet Witch look like an old hag. I didn't say that. I just said she didn't look that young. Where'd you get all that from? Yeah. I never said any of that. I just said I didn't think she was that young. That woman called her a crone. <laughs> Anyways, the other bit of information that Wu, well, Wu, well, Wu doesn't say this, but they show this when they're talking about Wanda's backstory. Um, that Sokovia attack, the air raid that her and her brother went through, is I think it's, it was in 99, March 31st, 1999, yep. if, I, if I saw it Yeah, 10 properly. years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, Hayward, Wayward Hayward, says she was radicalized by this event and joined Hydra, yep. uh, where she, through ex- she was experimented on with the Mind Stone. That's where her and her brother gained her powers. Um, and on the screen itself, it says her powers are neuroelectric interfacing, which is all it is, is mind control. It's connecting with a person's, oh, excuse me, reading their minds, rather. Connecting with a person's brain synapses to read their minds. Mm-hmm. It also says she has telekinesis, which is moving objects with your mind. And it also says that she has mental manipulation. Yes. Which now, again, does not describe half of the shit she's been doing. It don't. So that's like, and then if you're talking about maybe she could raise the dead, how how many more powers we adding, bruh? Yeah. Like I said, in the comments, was pretty much whatever she needs. And plus, she can do magic, which also the, makes it whatever she needs. In the comments, she's completely OP. I mean, in the yeah. comments, she is powerful beyond measure. And the characters even talk about that. It just didn't used episode. to be like that, though. That, like, when I used to love her, it was just it was so cool. You know, it was like, oh, she can alter probabilities. And, like, she could even... It was even a form of time travel where, like, if she needed a building to fall, she would make the structure of the building always weak. So it just crumbles right then. You know, but it's still not like how they got to it later, where it's like, whatever I need, you know, let's just, no more mutants, you know. All right, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we got to talk about Wayward Hayward. Yep. Uh, this, this, this more of his characterization in this episode. I could, I could be reaching. It could be more. I think it's uh, all another herring. I'm not sure if Wayward Hayward is that Wayward anymore. Yeah, like it yeah. just could, he just could be, honestly, just be a straight up dickhead, right? Because even yeah. Darcy is about to call Wayward Hayward a dickhead to Jimmy, but the camera cuts when Hayward is talking about Wanda being a terrorist. Mm-hmm. Which to, implies that Hayward is a terrorist. Right. That's the, impli- that's the implication. But, but I also, think that's that too, a obvious. Yeah, it's too obvious. It's too obvious. It's too obvious. When Wanda comes outside the hex with her, with that 80s drone, she says, I have what I want. And no one will ever take that away from me again. She looks squarely at Hayward. This could just be general disdain she has because she knows Hayward's the one who called that missile strike. Or is it something else? Uh, Hayward. I mean, Hayward took the body of the vision. That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, am I, am I, am I reaching, or is it something else? Hayward, mm-hmm. I've noticed Hayward is constantly acting, asking people to clear things up. Like he's like, you know, when he's looking literally through the monitors, he mm-hmm. says, "Can you clear up the picture? Can you sharpen the visuals?" He's always trying to see more. 
again, could just be general characterization. He's a director. He wants the truth. He wants to know. Or is it something else? I pointed out in the previous previous episode that he has a crystal ball on his desk and a magnifying glass and other stuff. Could still just be more characterization about him wanting to know the truth. Or is he somebody else who's trying to get more information? Well, we talked about the meta-ness of this before, but here's another level of meta-ness. We, we talked about the showrunner aspect and producers and Hayward being a director and a director. Like, is he the yeah. director of this whole thing? Is he setting everything up, like we said before, sending Monica in, you know, attempting to set Wanda off in this episode with the missile? You know, even when they all turn the guns on him and it looks like, you know, they're going to kill him. But is that just another fake out? Is he still directing all of this? He he just could be a goon, and he could be something greater. More. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you have some questions here. Yeah. Uh, what happened with the drone? Is it now mm-hmm. superpowered? Like, um, you know, is that the origin story that we're going to see for a drone series? Later on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking it's a real question. <laughs> I like this. this Oh, my. No, on to a real question. What about the barrier? It's now scarlet colored. Once she goes back in after giving her ultimato to everybody, she goes back inside. (laughs) I always love that one. I got an ultimato for you. Yeah. When she goes back in the barrier, it turns tomato colored or scarlet Mm -hmm. colored. And uh, the theory that I'm doing with a lot of internets is saying is that the radiation level that they talked about before is probably now increased. So we're on a time limit. We only got four episodes left anyway. So mm-hmm. it's going to be tight on these citizens unless they get them up out of there. And this is, this is also, if that's the case, isn't it what I this, what I said, like maybe episode one or two, where I'm like, how stable is this place? And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, obviously it's based around Wanda's emotions and how she feels and what she's trying to do at the moment. And would that also explain why Agnes and the rest always are so scared? Is Agnes just... Agnes's benefactor, she's doing what Agnes is doing what someone else told her to do. And if she don't get it right, she's gonna get in trouble. Or is it because she has to keep Wanda in a certain base level of of stability, or she knows the whole thing's gonna come crashing down? Probably a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Bit of one or two. Also, a quick one I noticed is that when Wanda goes outside to confront everyone, as they run outside to see what's happening, all the TVs that were previously showing the episode go to the classic color bars from the 80s that say, please stand by. Mm-hmm. So the show is definitely about Wanda, as we've seen. You know, whether or not she's controlling when she's not on set, the show stops. Yeah. You know, it goes to please stand by until she returns. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then the final character I want to mention, he that we actually seen him before, I didn't even realize it. The but Mick, I wanted Mick to make a male man. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, oh, man. I wanted to make a point of it. it. He had Dennis... the finger guns earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe because I'm so cheesy, I ignored it. But Dennis the Mailman, he was yeah. in episode one and two of Roger Vision. He played by Am- Amos Glick, who was actually in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I, I, I think, I don't know if his name was Waiter. He was a literal waiter. But okay. it says uh, he was in that show as a waiter. Yeah. And then uh, he says that curious line about Sparky running away. Your mom won't let him get far. Yeah. Which is very indicative of all the other off things some of the other characters have said about getting away from the hex. Um, even the doctor, he had said, oh, so hard to get away from these small towns. And he didn't say it like a character would say. He said it like, yo, I know more than you think I know. Mm-hmm. And just like he was saying, your mom won't let him get afar. But yeah. once again, it's this, I think it's a lot of misdirection when people keep saying Wanda or like when Norm kept saying she, 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 instead of saying Wanda, because I think that's the clues. And Wanda saying she doesn't know how this all started. The Dottie so is the devil. It's a she, but Dottie is it's the not devil. Wanda. Yeah. Mm. Keep telling y'all about Dottie. Watch her. 
Dottie ain't nowhere to be found. She ain't on that board. What's going on? Mm -hmm. And she wasn't in this episode laying low. They wouldn't purposefully ignore her. Mm -mm. Why? Why would they? Why would they identify the Matsueta lady? Mm-hmm. Who was like technically a side character in one episode, but not yep. Dottie. And and remember they had identify Adnis, but Adnis had no ID. But Dottie is just not on the board at all. Because they can't that. identify her at all. And because they know probably that she's something, you know, or they don't know what she is. One or the other. One or the other. All right, so those are the characters. Let's talk about the commercial. Mm-hmm. The Ooh. one commercial that pops out, especially when that it happens right after the barrier goes scarlet red. Mm. Cold. This is cold. Ice. Yeah. Uh, the Lagos, Lagos paper Lagos. towel. Lagos. Lagos. Don't pronounce it. Don't do that, Mary. Yeah. Lagos, Nigeria. Lagos. Yeah. Don't do off the coast of African country like they did in uh, Age of Ultron. Oh, my God. We ain't forget that. We ain't forget that, folks. That whole scene took place on the off the coast of an African country. Um, Lagos, the coast Lagos, Lagos. But don't, how did they pronounce in this episode? They said Lagos, Lagos or some lager. Lagos. Lagos, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, it was, ooh, yeah. it hurt me. But go ahead, continue. Yeah. Well, Lagos, Nigeria, and the Lagos commercial <laughs> refers to the incident in Captain America Civil War where Wanda actually killed a bunch of soldiers while trying to get rid of crossbones who had the suicide vest on him. She flings him upwards. And the explosion kills a bunch of people, including in a building, some people right? from yeah, uh, blows out a whole floor of a building, including I think two delegates from Wakanda, which leads to the whole Black Panther being involved in everything. Right. It also led to the UN creating the Sokovia Accords and the rift with the Avengers that she has. Uh, the commercial says, "For when you make a mess, you didn't mean to." Oh, it's just so grimy as they wipe up a oh, you know I the hated red, that. which wipe is up blood. The blood. Yeah, which is blood. Oh yep. my gosh. Yeah. Husbands can use it to, you know, reference the vision because vision might have made some messes in his past, or maybe he was made a mess of and you need to clean visions up. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be any of those. Um I had a question about yeah. that too. Mm-hmm. Is is this also in many ways Marvel's own way attempting to more realistically deal with collateral damage, quote unquote? So like in a lot of superhero mo- movies, and even Marvel themselves up until at least a certain point. Historically, collateral damage, which is people that are killed, things that mm-hmm. are destroyed, the stuff that's not part of the main story, yeah, that's collateral damage. The after effects and all those things that come along with it. Basically, all the things related to the, the, the after effects of the actions of superheroes have generally been ignored, unaddressed, or stepped under the rug. That That's typically been in many superhero movies, and it has happened in Marvel plenty of times. Well, that was the whole point of Age of Ultron. Yeah. Was that, you know, Marvel was trying to, because also there had been the huge reaction to Man of Steel, where you saw Superman just, you know, letting the city be destroyed. So that added on to people went back to the Avengers after that and were like, well, the Avengers did the same thing. So Age of Ultron was about them saying, okay, you know, the world noticed all these times y'all have messed up and y'all have to, you know, sign these accords and fix it. Hmm. And of course, they, since then, uh, had the whole universe, half of the people in the universe died. So probably need some updates to those accords. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, might have been right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, when you look at it, you know. But if right. they didn't act, you know, Thanos would have just kept moving. So right, you know, right. it goes both ways. While we've had five episodes of WandaVision, not every episode has had a commercial. We've had four commercials thus far. And mm-hmm. uh, there, there's lots of interpretations of what these commercials really mean or represent. Mine, one of mine is that the commercials are just different manifestations of Wanda's grief. Definitely. So 
the Toastmate, uh, when Juan Pietro's home was bombed, their parents died, you know, the whole situation with Stark and how yep. they hated him. Yep. The Strucker Watch, representing the experimentation done on them um, by Baron von, excuse me, Baron Wolfgang, Wolfgang von Strucker uh, and his merry Hydra men. Um, yep. Hydra Soak, brainwashing and manipulation done by Hydra to her and Pietro to hate Stark. and Well, that, that wasn't them, but that, yeah, just continuing they that, yeah. they added on to it. Uh, and then as you, as you mentioned, the Lagos brand, Wanda's fuck up in Nigeria that killed innocent civilians. And I also saw it as it, it, the, word, the word brand, the brand that Wanda wears, her scarlet letter mm. for being a murderer. Unintentionally, but still a murderer. Yeah, no, that was a definitely true interpretation. Another one that I saw on the internet, I did not come up with this myself. And I definitely do believe it's quite true. Because I think we're going to have what we've had four. I think we have two more commercials because we know episodes eight and nine are like the pure MCU action flick that we've been waiting for. So we've basically got uh, six and seven. So for two more decades. So I think we're going to have two more commercials. And so mm-hmm. all the commercials seem to be relating to all of the Infinity Stones. With the Toastmate, mm. you see the center with the red light in the center of it, uh, the face that was on the toaster, the mm-hmm. Mind Stone and Vision's head. The Strucker Watch refers to the Time Stone and time. The Hydra Soak is a blue box shaped like the Tesseract, the Cosmic Cube, mm. which is also breaks down to the, uh, what was, isn't that the, that's where the uh, Mind Stone, I don't know, I can't, I always get that shit confused. Remember, MCU switched a lot of shit up. Yeah, I always get it confused which, which stone is which, but yeah, the Cosmic Cube. And then Lagos, we see the red, you know, formless thing, which refers to the ether, which was this formless red thing from Thor the Dark World. Oh, wow. So I think we're going to get two more commercials to refer to the last two stones. And these creators, like, the creator Jack has even come out and said that one of her worries was that they were uh, just throwing too many references on this show. Well, that's so, if you even know that they're references to begin with. Yeah. But that <laughs> was my you have thing. our show. Like, I felt like the first two episodes were so many references versus story, and, and that was her worry as well. Yeah. But I do feel like now they have done it, you know, very well overall. Excellent. Let's get into these Easter eggs and wrap this up, B. Facts. Uh, the biggest Easter eggs that we've seen was all the 80s TV show intros and the 80s lessons oh, and 80s this approach was, and This was just tone. all me. This was all me. This is all you, sir. Uh, yeah. A lot of this I have to go on YouTube and watch, and then I was, I was, like, okay, doing, I get I was it. doing the Leo to all of this. <laughs> oh, what you do was snapping and pointing at the screen. <laughs> all of this, boy. So, so I went on YouTube. I was just like, "What is this intro like?" Oh no! Immediately for me. So there, back in 1982, a show premiered called Family Ties. Yes, sir. Um, that house that Wanda and Vision are in in this episode are damn near, or at least the kitchen, anyways, damn near identical to the Family Ties house, especially that Kiss the Cook sign that was prominently on the front of that kitchen island. Um, the intro song is also similar, but the lyrics are more WandaVision appropriate. Um, you have double entendres in the song. Like, in the beginning of the song, it says, you wander the world with a vision. Wanda vision. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about forces trying to pull them apart. The forces, to me, is sword, and who else the fuck knows? Um, you know, they talk about phasing in the sh- in the in the song. Maybe that's a clue to Vision being able to escape, or just a reference. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, talking about things being in their heart, and they're making it up as they go along. While while I was also thinking more about what you said earlier, Wanda may be in control in some parts, but she's not necessarily the the main. Mm-hmm. She's she's doing everything in an ad hoc, unplanned manner. Yeah, 
Yeah. So. The house also resembles the Growing Pains house. I think it's more like a combo of both of those because it had parts of Growing Pains as well as parts of Family Ties in that design. Yeah. So you said uh, uh, Growing Pains. That's 1985. That's... Yep. Alan Thicke. Oh, Father Robin Thicke. Okay. Yeah, Father Robin Thicke. And that's where the intro, when you see Growing Pains was the intro with the faces and the aging. That was all from Growing Pains. Oh, oh yeah. shit. The Tabla Tandra of the, of the word Growing Pains. Jesus there you Christ. go. The show is about, you know, because about people, you know, growing through life and everything. Family Ties also is like Michael J. Fox's first joint, for oh, those wow. who know. And I just yeah. realized the title of all these 80s episodes are also another way of saying our themes of the episodes. Growing mm-hmm. Pains, oh, Family yeah. Ties. You know, a very special forever. episode. Yeah. Full House. This is my mm-hmm. home. Uh, I, I just said Full House. That was 1987. And yep. also identical part of the intro where the family's having a picnic outside. Towards the end of the Full House intro, they're having like a picnic outside in, in San Fran. And also them running, the shot of them running over the camera is Full mm. House. Yep. It's, I hated it's... Full House so much. I hated that <laughs> shit. Hated it. Had no interest in that shit at but, all. But it's also like, you know, the cheesy dad with the jet. Like, again, Vision, uh, Paul Bettany. Oh, Vision's... Like, Outfit, especially in yeah. the beginning, the denim His and the hair? Tur- and the, the denim and the button down, the denim and the plaid button down. That is Michael. I mean Keaton. That is the Keaton family dad to a T. It was oh. a, yeah, that was a fan. That's Family Ties dad's whole you know getup every episode. Yeah, tight ass uh, jeans. Yeah. Uh, you you talked about the we keep talking about this. So, so much meta stuff going on. Um, the 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 title of this episode is called a very special episode, and that alludes to. The very special lesson, life lesson episodes that happened through uh, uh, shows through the seventies and excuse me, the eighties and the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, talked about the Tom Hanks drunk. Yeah, yeah. Um, Family Matters, like you know when someone's taking drugs or using a weapon or this or that. Mm-hmm. I mean everything. Um, you know it when you know when Wanda explains why their dad needs space, you notice like the music changes and then the audience is all aw and like when, like it's it's super fucking weird and meta. Fix the dead was another one in the pianos. Don't do Yeah, doo-doo. like the pianos yeah. going and, and again the 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 I guess the what do you call that? The pre track, the track of people laughing or smile or, or, or saying all the laugh track and all that stuff. Yep. The audience, the fake audience, it's just yeah. been dialed up. Every episode it just keeps dialing up to me <laughs> and getting even more weirder. Um, and then also just more 80s stuff in terms of these items that are just around the episode, that old Commodore computer that's at Vision's work. Yeah. All the 80s toys. We got a Rubik's Cube. Shout out to the Rubik's Cube. There you go. Uh, that's why you should be watching For All Nerds on Twitch because you would have seen that. We also have Hot Wheels. Um, there's just a bunch of figurines and shit. Uh, they talk about the be- – this whole sequence in Vision's work is actually, in a way, talking about the beginning of the internet. Um mm-hmm. That that actually used to be a whole government project, and it was really in the eighties ish when the World Wide Web was established and basically served as a catalyst for the public to use it. Um, you know, you heard about the modem making that connection for people who remember AOL, yeah. that old ass shit. Um, and I didn't realize this. Apparently, drones drones was a, a, available in the eighties. Oh yeah, them big ass uh, drones that they showed. That, them that big, big ass, ass motherfucking yeah. drones. Um, yeah. There was a huge UAV program in Israel in the eighties or seventies that was successful and. Around the '80s, the U.S. also decided to scale up their drone program once they oh. once this was established that drones were effective in warfare. I want to say that same drone is featured in uh, might or might not be. There's a Clint Eastwood movie where he steals his supersonic jet from the USSR from the '80s. They even mm. made a video game about it. It was a dope. I played the video game way more. I never even saw the movie, but the video game was fl- fly. It was a dope fighting, you know, jet game. Oh wow! Yeah, and I think they had drones in that like that, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Wow. 
Uh, And you made an observation about one of the newspapers. Oh, my God. Yeah, the newspaper. Every episode, there's been these newspapers, and they always have these ridiculous headlines on the front and an ad for a television on the back. Every episode, same time. So the television is always drawing people more, like we've seen the television ads and everything are drawing people into this world. While the front page is always something ridiculous, but usually relates to Wanda having kids. Like we saw one uh, where it was fire hydrant with, you know, two new fire hydrants in, introduced, two new Hydra, you know, introduced on Main Street, which was when the twins were born. And this one we say homemaker creates new rep- recipe, which is her creating these new kids. But the interesting thing to me was in the small print above the headline is another one that I had to pause real quick to see. And it said, more information about the lights above Westview. So is that a sign that people in this town are finally getting information? There That's is the military installation with the lights. Yep, it is. What is. are they talking about? Yeah, or it could be them seeing the shimmering effect. You know, it could be one or the two. As you say, it could be, it could be unstable, yeah. destabilizing. So we'll uh, see. That's all the 80s stuff. Um, there's meta fanboy debates that are <laughs> cooked, baked right into this episode. Mm-hmm. Monica says Wanda could have taken out Thanos on her own. As you know, even on our show, we've had these conversations before. People all over the world have had these conversations. Yeah. Monica says no one else can come close. Agent Wu says he'd argue that Captain Marvel came close. Uh, we noticed that that comment strikes a nerve with Monica and both Wu and Darcy notice. Mm-hmm. Um, and you made you made a good point here. Captain Marvel wasn't there when Maria died. Um no. So maybe Monica is angry at Captain yes. Marvel. I mean, imagine if you've got a superpowered, you know, friend who who that's your mom's best friend and she doesn't come back and save her from cancer or something you would think these aliens try to cure for at least. Yeah. You know, that's some messed up shit. I don't know. Um, the Easter egg, more Easter eggs. We're wrapping this up. The the aspect ratio of the broadcast of the hex versus the real world. We we tell y'all pay attention to how the visuals look and really even how the screens, the the size of the screen in the real world is more letterbox widescreen theatrical style. Mm-hmm. When you're in the hex, when you're inside the WandaVision world or the reality, it's classic like four by three aspect ratio. Yep. Um, and you know, and you made mention about the camera switching up a lot. Yeah, it does a lot. Like, we saw this in the very first episode when the uh, reality started to break down when Hart was choking, and it went to single shots, which you just never saw back then. It was always the wide shot that showed you everything in the typical sitcom. And in this, it it it's done that a couple times now, but in this episode, I mean, it is rapid. Like, they're in the wide shot with the kids and everything, and then when she's like, yo, do you want me to run that again? Boom, we're on single shots of all the characters and everybody's stressed. The angles are really weird. And then as soon as, you know, the laugh track kicks back in, the babies start crying again, we're back to that wide shot again. Then when Wanda and Vision are arguing at the end and Wanda's like, run the credits. And the Mm -hmm. credits start running. Then when they walk into the next room, as soon as they walk into the next room and the credits stop, the camera switches up completely again. Even though it doesn't give you, it doesn't switch to the letterbox, it's more of a widescreen effect again where we're back in which seems to be them breaking the spell. I love, though, once they rose up on each other and they went into the classic, you know, 80s wireframe. Yeah. Like, me rose work. up by yeah, wire yeah. work. That was so great. So, it was, man, that fight, that whole fight was just, you know, it was a lot going on in there. The arguments. But, yeah, um, the camera switches up constantly to let you know yeah. what we're in. Also, I love how when, before the spell breaks, there was, like, this slight technicolorous, like, uh, 80s view to everything where the colors were slightly off. It almost yeah. looked like that 3D effect yeah. of old school 3D, but it was just how TVs used to process color back then. So 
That was a really nice touch. It's just uh, visually they, they're doing some stunning work anyway yeah. on the show. Audio, audio too, everything because they've done stuff where, like I talked about before, how they've compressed audio for certain things, like the black mm. and white episode. The audio is compressed throughout of it. Because that's why it sounds slightly different. It sounds yes. off yeah. in real life or you know high def TV. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Uh, not playing. Uh, Vision is reading something special to his. Yeah, team. he's reading the Descent of Man to it's a book by Charles Darwin, and he's reading it to the twins, trying to put them to bed. The interesting thing about it is the book, which is something. Do I like? Thanks, yeah. Vision. <laughs> You're such a computer. Yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> the book discusses many related issues, including evolutionary psychology, evolutionary ethics, differences between human races, differences between sexes, the dominant role of women in mate choice. Which I think is why, you know, he why they were having him read that. I mean, there's a lot in this book that could be related to the scene and everything that happens in this show. But I think that's one of the reasons why they mentioned the descent of man. And also just the descent of man could be interpreted as a descent of man into hell. Mm. Mm-hmm. Again, these 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 devil Beelzebub Mephisto references yeah. are running coming up. rampant. I, I think I, I think they're gonna worry about China later because it really seems to be <laughs> leaning hard into this. Like, yeah, they're gonna uh, make it. Well, well listen, they don't have, still don't have to say the devil. They can say this yeah. this nigga Mephisto, Mephisto yeah, that this he ain't right. Alien being, yep, and yeah. that's all they gotta go with. Yeah. Um. Uh. Again, this is just more wayward Hayward being a dickhead. He was when he's like no funny nickname when when mm-hmm. he's talking to Agent Wu. Agent Wu's giving the history of Wanda. Um, I noticed that in the MCU, they mainly don't really use code names or aliases of the characters. Like, but people are com- known as like Captain America. Yeah. You know, that's known. So yeah. Iron Man they're, is they're known no. as Iron Man. But like Wanda's comic book name Scarlet Witch, you've never heard them refer to her no. as Scarlet Witch. At I least think because it sounds so trifling, like calling a woman a witch. You know, mm, yeah. Um, you and I think that's Hayward definitely trying to uh, dehumanize her. Yeah, he's just continuing to try to paint Wanda yeah. as the bad guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, the the dish soap. I again, th- there's things. I, I'm telling you, <laughs> I be feeling like, yo, am I tripping or what? But Mm-mm. why would they feature certain things in shots so prominently? Right? There was this dish soap that was on the countertop. Mm-hmm. Tommy and Billy use it to wash the dog. Vision washes his hands with it. It's yeah. called Joy Dish Soap. But Joy is a real brand. It is a real brand. So yeah. I was like, wait a minute, because what what did it used to be called? Koi. It used to be called Koi in WandaVision world, yep. but now it's switched to Joy. Joy is a real fucking dish brand, so mm-hmm. does this mean, again, is the reality breaking down? Maybe that's it, and maybe they want to present Joy in this world now that you have your twins and, you know, you're happy. Stay in this world, Joy. Wash uh, up with it. Wow. Um, and then finally, just could be me, but <laughs> there's canisters on the Oh, no, top. I Googled, and, and it's not just you. something? Mad okay. internet people are trying to figure it out. Okay, because yeah. I... Because I would just kept staring at it. Because once again, this, it's behind Agnes mostly when she's talking. There are four counters on the countertop in the kitchen. They have the words or the, the phrase, the Café Sucre Farine. Those mm-hmm. are French words. And sorry for my pronunciation. Those are French words for, or it's tea, really. But it's French words for tea, coffee, coffee, sugar, and flour. Yep. No, are mad they- people were Googling, but mad people came to the realization that it's probably just yeah. tea coffee and, and actually found, I actually found real the real life versions of the canisters nice. like you can go and buy them I, I don't know how much they cost but you can go and buy them if you really want set, to set your kitchen up like oh it's $110 Eesh. and apparently people got a bid on them so it was some people were wow I don't know, listen. But if you oh, want to because you they're from them. the 80s are they like old or like some vintage well, this shorts now look old oh, this says these are these were styled by somebody I uh, don't know who knows yeah whatever I don't yeah. know 
Uh, but that's all of the Easter eggs and references I got. I don't think there was any particular music in this episode. Do you recall any? Nah, I don't think so. Other than the theme song, which we already talked about, which right. was written by the people who wrote Frozen. Oh. Yep. The music from Frozen. And they also Disney wrote- Connection. Yeah. And they also wrote the animated theme song. I think they've written all the theme songs for this so far. Uh, well, they're doing a fantastic job. And once again- the credits that were rolling were people who created this show. When Wanda rolls the credits, those are all the people who created the actual Wanda. Yeah, show. yeah. If you look in the IMDb's, you'll see those names. I, th- I think I saw yeah. a match or two as I was reading through. It was oh, a huge they're all list. every day. Every yeah. single last one of them this week was the oh, people wow. who created the show. Yep. Once again, I just think that's so fucking cool. If you worked yeah. on a project and you actually are in it, it's such a meta moment too because it's like yeah. you created the show and then she's creating the show. It's a, yeah, yeah, deep. So that is the end of our review and deep dive. <sighs> this was a big one, one of another one of episode five on a very special episode of WandaVision. If you enjoyed this deep dive, as I know you have, because you're still here with us, make sure you look at Ben Ami's Vision Streetwear shirt, but also make sure you are subscribed to us on your favorite podcast platforms. We're on everything like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud iHeartRadio, we are everywhere. Make sure you are subscribed so you can get the drop as soon as we go live, as soon as we are published, rather. And you can listen on your way to your living room because you're not going to work. Um, (laughs) Make sure you're also following us. And if you have the means, also feel free to subscribe, but at least follow us on our Twitch, twitch.tv slash for all nerds. That's how you're seeing our beautiful faces right now and how you are laughing along with us and me holding up my L sign. Also, Make sure that you are visiting our um, our T Public page. That is how we pay the bills around here. We make some really fire merch, or we also work with some amazing artists. Shout out to Chrissy Chung. Shout out to Bounce Comics, Chuck Collins. Shout out to everyone who who supports us. Because if you go to tpublic.com slash stores with an S slash for all nerds, you can get your amazing for all nerds logo tees or some other amazing design tee. We have it all. You saw the dope what sweatshirt I was wearing yes uh, the other day last week um, for our inclusion is revolution design. Um, and would I miss? Oh yeah. Thank you, fan fam. That's our Patreon fan fam. Y'all mm-hmm. are, I told y'all last week, y'all are the gorilla glue for this show. Uh, thank you for all you do. Those are people who can support us financially. We, we, uh, oh man, we love y'all. We love y'all. We love y'all. Patreon.com slash for all nerds. You can assist us in our journey to becoming, or we're already kind of there, right? The mm-hmm. best WandaVision review podcast I ever. Mean, we one of them and we definitely the blackest. <laughs> We're definitely the blackest. So if you want to support the blackness, yes. go ahead and support us on Patreon. And, we're up. and if you have a name for our yet-to-be-named <laughs> MCU podcast, which yeah. is not just WandaVision. I know a lot of people have been suggesting the Blatsimoff. Uh, um, oh, that was a bad one. The Blatsimoff like anomaly. No, like like Wanda Matsimoff, but Blatsimoff. No, I, no, I know, yeah. but oh, I mean, that's, that, takes, that takes shades from Black Boys. And, you know, people have like said that. something about, like, the Hex. Or, you know, this. But we don't want just a WandaVision because as mm-hmm. y'all, or if you don't know, when WandaVision ends, uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon will be on Disney Plus a week or two afterwards. So we're rolling right into that and we're going to continue this podcast and continue breaking it down. Then we got Loki 
in May. We got Black Widow coming up, uh, Eternals this fall. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, I'm missing one or two more shows, right? There's one or two more that come out this year. There's a lot coming out. It's but a lot. The, so the, whole, we, the whole point of this particular part of the Foreigners podcast is we're reviewing Disney Plus Marvel shows. Yes, all of the MCU. Anything MCU related, we are on it. So we need yeah, an MCU movies. related name. You know, yeah. with some black in it. Preferably black, you know, <laughs> yeah. seasoned. Yeah. Put the little lorries on there, you know. Just a little bit. You know.